This week, we are continuing our series, Sister Sherry. I don't know if you remember, the title of our series is called Supporting Cash. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, we are currently in a series titled Supporting Casts. And if you know anything about movies or acting, the supporting cast is always the, the, the role players in the background. and They're not the leading star. Oftentimes, as human beings, we identify with the leading star. We identify with the lead character. We are always Spider-Man. We are never Venom. Amen. Well, Venom is... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, the Goblin. <laughs> we, are, we are always, uh, uh, what, whatever the star is, we are always the guy, the lead guy. We're never the, the bad guy. We're never one of the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. And that transfers to the Bible too. Whenever we read the Bible, we think we're David. We're never right. Saul. We think we are Joseph. We're never the brothers who beat up Joseph. Mm-hmm. We think we are Daniel. We don't think we're the people plotting to throw Daniel in the lion's den. We think we are uh, Moses. We don't think that we are uh, somebody else, Pharaoh, right? right? Right, But oftentimes, the truth of the matter is, there's a lot that we can relate to in the, in the, in the lead character. And we love the lead character because they present a, a, a sense of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, oftentimes, we ignore the other guys when the other guys... We have similarities to them, too. There's a lot in them we could find. And last week we explored this and we talked about um, us being more like Saul Mm -hmm. than we are like David Mm -hmm. in his pride when he was small in his own eyes and, you know, he didn't want to obey God. And the title of that message was Life Change versus Lifestyle Change. Mm -hmm. Now, today I got another message in this series that I'm going to title today. Amen. You ready? I'm ready. And you like my title. Yes, Amen. And I want you to type the title in the chat room in the comment section for me when I say it. Mm-hmm. And the title is, and I got to say it right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Where is God in the report? Where is God in the report? I want you to type that today for me. Ask your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor today. Hallelujah. If you're sitting at home and while typing it. Ask your neighbor, where is God in the report? Hallelujah. Where is God in the report, Savannah? My son, Sevi, where is God in the report? Where is, shy Silas, where is God in the report? And hopefully they don't come down here and storm our living room. Amen. Where is God in the report? I I, want to talk to you today because sometimes, hallelujah, we can, you know, we can look at God Mm -hmm. in light of our circumstances. Mm -hmm. Or we can look at our circumstances in light of God. What do you mean by that, Pastor Rich? In light of means to shine a light, to illuminate a circumstance. Mm-hmm. The light being the, 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 the thing that is illuminating or taking control. Okay. So when someone says shine a light mm-hmm. on a situation, they're saying let the light illuminate and expose what's there. Right. Oftentimes, we let the circumstance be the light the dominant thing, mm-hmm. and we look at God with the circumstance. And really what that means is, is that the circumstances is really exposing where your relationship is with God. Mm-hmm. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Or you can let God shine a light on your circumstance, which means that when the circumstances are uh, uh, come up, Mm -hmm. you see who's shining brighter. And that, too, is defining where your relationship is with God. It tells that the the circumstance does not determine the bigness of my God. My circumstance is an opportunity for me to show the circumstance that God is in charge. And oftentimes we forget God. Mm -hmm. I want to go today. My story is taken from the book of Numbers. Hallelujah. And I've got a lot we're going to talk about today. In the book of Numbers, chapter 13, there's a story there. And before I read my scripture, let me give you some backdrop. So the children of Israel, God gave them a promised land. Mm And I don't know about you, but everything God has promised me, I want it all. Because the blessings of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. That's what the Bible says. The ways of the Lord are better. The plans of the Lord are established. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Eyes have not seen, nor ears have heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men. The things that God has in store for those who love him in this life and in the life to come. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but everything that God has for me, I want it all. I I want it all. I want it all. I wish somebody would write in the chat room. I want all that God has for me. I want it all. Amen. And so God came to the children of Israel. They were in bondage. (laughs) He heard their cries. He delivered them, brought them through the the Red Sea, parted the Red Sea, performed miracles, drowned their enemies, caused them to be able to come out of slavery. Now they were free people. Now they were serving God. He fed them with manna from heaven. He was feeding them and bringing them to a promised land. And he was doing this through an awesome man by the name of Moses. Mm. Now, Moses is the lead guy in the story. And all of us, we want to relate to Moses. Mm. We want to be the guy, hallelujah, who's had a, 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 we, well, some of us did start out as a basket case. If you know Moses, Moses started (laughs) out as a basket case. So if you've ever been called a basket case, say, you know, I'm in a good place because Moses too was a basket case. Moses started out being placed into a basket, rough circumstances, grew up with with not really knowing who he was, then finally ran into God. God causes him to become this awesome man of God who is leading the children of Israel. And he's talking to Pharaoh. He's standing before kings and governments and he's doing the work of the Lord and all of us can We want that. I want to be used by God, especially when January turns. You know, it's February now, so I'm going to mess with some people. (laughs) See, when January turns, everybody come to church. Everybody, I want to be used by God this year. This year is going to be the year I'm going to overlook everything and be used by God. By February, we're like, God, I need to handle some things. No, we, we want to be used by God like Moses. We want to be able to, Moses said he had a weakness, he couldn't talk, right. and, 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 and I'm, not, I'm not bold enough. And we, want, we like that. We like what God can do through us. Right. But there's other cast in this story. Mm. There's a big cast in this story. Right. There's one Moses, but there's a whole lot of children of Israel. Yeah. And today my supporting cast is going to be the children of Israel. 
Hallelujah. Oftentimes we think we're Moses, but ask your neighbor, have you complained lately? If you've complained lately, <laughs> you can relate to the sporting cast today. Have you uh, ever said, God, where are you? It's better that you had left me someplace. If you have ever said, this looks like this is messing you up. Yes, it is. It's better that I, that, I, that I go back and it was better then. If, if you've ever said those words, if you've ever turned your back on the Lord, hallelujah, in the middle of, in spite of all he's done in your life and said, maybe he ain't even with me, you can probably relate more. Anyway, they got to a place where Moses, God told Moses, I want you to select 12 men. One from each tribe of Israel, a leader of the tribe. Mm -hmm. So these were no ordinary men to select. Mm -hmm. These were qualified, established men, men with influence, men with power and prestige, mm -hmm. men who were well respected by the community. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. I want you to find these men because I have an assignment for them. Uh -huh. Well, what was the assignment? Moses said, I'm going to send them ahead as spies into Canaan, the promised land. And I want them to go and report the things they have seen in the land. Mm -hmm. In other words, God said, I'm going to bring you into a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. That is just a nice way of saying it's going to be fly. Yeah. God, hallelujah. You know, sometimes we suffer persecution and we go through hardship. Mm -hmm. But every now and then, God shows you, hallelujah, mm -hmm. that he's a good God. Amen. Come on, somebody, Amen. hallelujah. And uh, he, he, he said, I want you to tell these 12 men to go to the promised land and write a report of all the things you've seen. Well, these boys, when they got there, oh boy, was the land flowing with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. They saw stuff they had never seen in their life. Mm -hmm. Stuff that even when I read what they saw, I still tried to figure out what did they see. Mm -hmm. The Bible said they saw fruits, grapes so big that they had to put a pole on the bunch stock to carry it. Wow. That the, the land indeed was luscious and mm -hmm. prime for living. And anybody who lived there would love living there. I mean, this is Paradise. Right. This is Hawaii. Mm. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> this is a beautiful place they're about to live in. Mm. And they went and they saw it. They're spying the land. They're seeing stuff. They're putting together their report. And whenever you come back as a spy, you have to give a report. Right. You have to give a report of what you have seen. And this is where my scripture picks up today. Amen. So they came back and they're getting ready to give their report. And 10 of them gives what I call the majority report. Mm -hmm. In other words, the majority concluded these findings, right? right? Mm -hmm. This is a little political today. <laughs> right. They have, cause they were spies. It literally was that, right? They went in as spies. They came back and 10 of them agreed this is the findings we find and this is how we should proceed from here. Mm -hmm. Two of them had what is called the minority report. Mm -hmm. That's not a movie. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so you had the majority report and the minority report. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes the minority report is ignored. Yeah. 
But that's where the blessing lies. That's one thing about God. It's always the road less travel. The road that you probably want to look again at. Hallelujah. The Bible says there's two roads. Broad is the road that everybody's on. But it leads to destruction. Mm -hmm. But narrow is the road and few find it. The thing I know about God is that the, the, the things that the world seems to laugh at and scorn and says is illogical. Oftentimes that's the place God steps in and says, all I need is a little bit of faith and I can make this happen. What are you saying, Pastor Rich? Oftentimes, hallelujah, you are in a better place than you think you are. You might be looking at the circumstances through the majority report's lens instead of the minority report. And if you change the report, hallelujah, and we're going to see the difference in these reports in a minute. I think my title gave it away already. But here's where we're going with this. They came back, and let's look at the majority report. Let's put the scripture up today. It's found in the book of Numbers, chapter 13, verse number 31. And it says, but the men that went up with him, said we be uh, uh we be we we be not able to go up against hallelujah the people for they are stronger than we hallelujah and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying the land Through which we have gone, hallelujah, gone to search. It is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Y'all see this? (laughs) I want you to pay attention to the report they give. Mm -hmm. It was an evil report. Right, And there we saw giants, the sons of Anak, which come from the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their, and so we were in their sight as well. So, so first they saw themselves as grasshoppers and they concluded if we, if standing next to the giant, they felt like we are grasshoppers. You know, sometimes when you stand next to a problem, the problem can show you the size of yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach in a minute. Hallelujah. Numbers 14, verse number one. And because of their report, 10 report, look what happened to the entire nation. And all of the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. Let's jump down a little bit. Hallelujah. To verse number six. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Japhuna, right? Uh, which were of them that searched the land. These are the two now that gave the minority report. They rent their clothes. Mm-hmm. 
And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. Wait a minute. How could 12 people go see the same land and one come back saying it's terrible, it's going to eat up the inhabitants, it's don't even let's think about it, and it's an evil report. And two other people said, no, this land is O.D. popping. Hallelujah. And it says, look, verse 8, if the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Isn't that what God says? They're seeing what God says. They're seeing what God says. Amen. Put back up the scripture. And only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Uh, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. They are bread for us. Um, their defense is is uh, departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Hallelujah. The Lord is with us. Fear them not. Go on. Go on. And look. And the congregation said, stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared. And you see that next part? We're going to have to touch that later. The Bible says now the glory. In other words, God said, what? Y'all going to do what? Y'all going to kill him? Hallelujah. Are you ready for me to preach? <laughs> Let's go. Hallelujah. Number one. These men, these men, these 12 men set out on a journey, hallelujah, sent uh, uh, on assignment by God to see what God has promised. But they went and they did not look with the eyes of God. They looked with their own eyes. Mm -hmm. They got there and they saw all the blessings. Mm -hmm. They saw the fruit. They saw the house. They saw everything. But what they saw Hallelujah. Apart from the blessings were the people that lived there. Mm -hmm. These people were obviously great warriors, men Mm -hmm. big and strong. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that when they compared themselves to these men, they were gripped with fear. Hallelujah. I want to talk about that. Have you ever, hallelujah, stood next to a situation and the situation dwarfs you in comparison to it. I've been there. Hallelujah. You might be watching me right now and you might have a circumstance in your life that when you look at yourself in light of the circumstance, you feel insignificant. You feel like this is too big for me. This is too much for me to handle. This, I, There's no way I can ever get to where God wants me to go because of what I'm coming up against. Let me make this more practical. Some of you might have planned your life out, got married, and never, never, ever thought that you'd end up in the the problem that you are in in the marriage now. And you stand next to a gigantic divorce or breakup or family uh, issue. And in light of it, you feel like a grasshopper. You look at the situation and you feel like God has brought you into the wilderness to die. God, why would you say that you're going to make my life so great and now I'm in the middle of turmoil and I I can see good blessings things and things in the future but there is a blockage here and while it might 
be there, there is no way I could attain it because of what I'm currently facing. For some of you, it might be a child. For some of you, it might be sickness in your body. For some of you, the loss of a loved one. For some of you, it's your bank account. For some of you, it's the economy. For some of you, it's a plethora of things. I don't know what you're going through today. Some of you, you're building, but it just doesn't seem like it's working. And at every corner, there's an obstacle. Have you ever ran up into an obstacle in your life that fear just grips you so much that you say, yes, God is good. All of that is great. But in light of what I'm seeing here, there is no way we're going to get to that land. Fear is a terrible thing, y'all. Fear shuts people down. And when you regurgitate fear over and over in your head, and I told the church this, I prayed and I asked God, I said, God, when will things go back to normalcy? And I begun to realize what I was asking. And a thought came to my mind. The thought was this, you will go back to normalcy when your mind goes back to normalcy and when the thought hit me what I begun to realize was that I had let the obstacles create the abnormal in my mind oh it doesn't mean that the giants don't exist for real it doesn't mean that they aren't strong big people from Anak the giants in the land they are much in the land there's still a virus in the land there is still everything that you can think about that would threaten uh, uh, a joy around but when I felt that thought hit me like lightning when your mind goes back to normalcy what I begun to realize was I had given place to too many voices and not the voice of God if God says I be for you hallelujah Hallelujah. if God has promised a thing in your life if God God has ever spoken a word over your life. No devil in hell. No nothing can ever stop it. The only thing that can stop it is you, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. What you choose to allow in your mind, what report you choose to write about your circumstance, the view you have of the situation, hallelujah, is going to determine if you are going to get the thing or not one thing I know about God is you will have what you believe Oh, you ain't, this ain't positive thinking. Understand this, that if you doubt God, you've already got what you wanted. Hallelujah. But if you believe God, you're going to get what God says is for you today. Who am I talking to in this chat room? I might not be talking to everybody. I'm looking at your phone, but if you are with me today, I need y'all to shout hallelujah. I need y'all to just go wreck in that chat room and say, God is with me. God is for me. I want some somebody to say my dreams aren't over this I want somebody to write in that room God hallelujah has not forgotten about me God hallelujah is with me I want y'all to say it however you want to say it but shout it like you mean it today in the chat room these men went into I told you I feel like preaching hallelujah hallelujah these men went into the 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 the, the, I I was gonna say these men went in the chat room (laughs) hallelujah these men went into the promise land and they saw all of the things God had promised they came back and they then this is what they did and I I wrote some things here I want to stick to my notes Mm -hmm. 
they, 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 now, now, here's what I want you to notice. These are not coward men. They became coward. These were leaders. Moses just didn't pick anybody. Moses picked qualified, influential men. That might have been the danger. Because you see, when influential men get weak in heart, that influence spreads. Hallelujah. And, 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 and these are not, these are well qualified men. These are the go to guys that Moses felt I'm going to go to. These are men with potentiality. These are leaders. And these are the men that fear grip. I want you to know that your qualification doesn't absolve you from the fact that fear is trying to get you. Mm, yeah. It doesn't matter how smart you are, when fear hits, it hits. Yeah. And if you are not connected to the Lord on every corner, if you begin to depend on your qualifications, you're dependent on the wrong thing. Because what's going to make you great is not your qualifications. It's your belief in God. And here's the problem. The Bible says that, you know, they came back and they had this bad report. And here's the bad thing. They're showing them all the good things in the land and then turn around and tell them, but we can't have that. Here's why we can't have it, because these men are so big and they're gigantic. And I want to show, I want to point something out here to all of my people watching. I want you all to think about this carefully. What is interesting is that 10 men's report. This is over close to a million plus people Moses is leading in the desert. Mm -hmm. Ten men's report in verse chapter 14, verse 1 said, now became the nation's report. The whole nation began to cry and weep. They didn't even look at the minority report. They just believed what they were told by ten men. You got to be careful whose reports you believe. And oftentimes, we are not Moses. We are like the ten men and the congregation. Mm -hmm. We oftentimes are spreading bad reports. Mm -hmm. We come back and because we are not looking at the situation in light of God. We tell people, I've been there. That ain't going to work. You shouldn't do that. And we discourage folks. And we tell people. And what happens is, here's Uncle Charlie. I'm going to use Uncle Charlie. If you name Charlie, it ain't you. <laughs> Uncle Charlie goes to, to wherever. And he comes back. And Uncle Charlie went excited and he was going to go get this job and he was going to go do something great. And Uncle Charlie comes back and said, those people are mean to me and they did this to me and they did that to me and you should never go. And here's a young boy saying, I'm going to go apply the same place. And Charlie turns and says, don't go. Those people are nasty, mean, and they, they, they do this to you and they do that to you and there's nothing there for you. You stay away. 
And the young boy starts to make Charlie's experience his. Be careful that you don't make someone else's experience that you never experienced yours. Because you're going to feel what they experienced. And so the Bible says that over a million people in the congregation are crying from something they have not seen with their own eyes. Uh, this reminds me of 2020. This reminds me of coming into 2021. We've been told all year to fear, to be scared, that life is going to be over, that they're going to kill you, they're going to inject your head, <laughs> and they're going to do this, and you're going to die, and you're God. Let me, I read, the, somebody, oh gosh, I wish I was in my church today. I read the the book sister mm-hmm. sherry yeah. it don't end with corona right. hallelujah 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 it don't end like this hallelujah i read the book hallelujah the book says that eyes have not seen hallelujah the book says that you hallelujah in all these things mm-hmm. are more than come yes. i read the book all things work together for good to yes. them that i read the book book hallelujah if God be for me hallelujah I read the book never one place in the book did it say that you should succumb to fear for God has not given me a spirit of fear but a spirit of love hallelujah a spirit of power and a sound I read the book I read the book I read the book and if the God of the book is for me hallelujah I'm going to get everything he's promised if he said it's going to be a land flowing with milk and honey when I get there I ought to look for milk and honey not for giants but some of us we keep looking for the reason and why we can't get hallelujah we keep looking for giants well if you look for giants you're going to find giants yes. if you look for problems you're going to find problems and you're going to write a problematic report mm-hmm. and the problem is you're going to regurgitate that to your children right. your children's children and you're going to poison everybody around you mm-hmm. and then the people around you is going to regurgitate what you said and the problem with America is that we've been regurgitating what CNN says yes. and the problem with America is we regurgitating whatever our faith favorite newscasters saying and we regurgitating what this one said and what our favorite podcasters said and our favorite and nobody's regurgitating everybody's got the majority report if I looked at the majority report I would think I'm gonna die never get a job again never have a family again never get another vacation in my life again never smile again if I looked at the majority report I think they're coming to kill me hallelujah but I want you to know hallelujah there's a minority report Get me off this internet. Get me off this. There is a minority report. Hallelujah. And in it, there's a difference in that report. Because what the majority report doesn't have, the minority report has. The majority report, when you look at it, there is disobedience in it. There is cowardness in it. Hallelujah. There is doom and gloom, and you can never possess what God has says in it. But when you look over to the minority report, 
there's a difference in the report. It says this is what God has promised. This is what he says. And we've seen exactly what he promised present. And also he is with us. What the majority report doesn't have that the minority report has is God. Where is God in the report? Mm. Oh gosh, I'm preaching today. This ain't an internet message. This is a this is a shouting, jumping, doing backflips. Where is God in the report? They don't speak for me. Mm. Nobody speaks for me other than the God who made me. And if God says I be for you you can look at your circumstance you can look at your traumas and your trials you can look at the things that has happened in your life and you can say God is still with me God is still able if he spoke it he can do it if he said it he can bring it to pass and you tell your circumstance like the two people watch this and I'm going I'm getting ready to close I want to go back to that point be careful that you don't make other people experience yours. You know how many people are running around and shouting things that they have never experienced. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to let that sink in for two minutes. <laughs> you know how many people yeah. are regurgitating things that has never happened to them, but because it's the majority report, they're crying for 10 people. They're crying from the experience of 10 people, 2 million people, a million people crying over the experience of 10 people. Wait a minute. You got to be careful that when Uncle Charlie come back and say, it'll never happen that you don't make Uncle Charlie's experience yours. Mm -hmm. Uncle Charlie went through. Sometimes you got to examine Uncle Charlie too. We forget that Uncle Charlie crazy and rude. <laughs> and Uncle Charlie probably went down to the people job and tell them, y'all need to do this. And he, Uncle Charlie, don't know how to come and not try to take control. He want to tell people how to run their business. Yeah. Come on. Everybody got an Uncle Charlie. Yes. If you don't got an Uncle Charlie, you are, you are Uncle Charlie. <laughs> Everybody, you know, he want to tell people as soon as they come in the job, y'all need to put this window over here. Why y'all have to? You just, you come to work here. You want a job. job. (laughs) How you want to tell us? And then Uncle Charlie don't get hired because of how Uncle Charlie is. He come home. Uncle Charlie could never see himself. And he writes the report that favors why he is Mm. right. Mm. And they take his. Don't you believe because such and such went through a divorce and and fell into depression. That's going to be you. No. Don't you believe because such and such kids did that, that's going, no, 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 no. Don't you believe what, I don't have time to go through everybody's circumstance. You know your circumstance. Don't you believe anybody else report but the Lord. But I want, I want to show you something. Joshua and Caleb said, wait a minute, y'all. Why y'all crying? Why is everybody crying? Because what begun to happen was this. They took hold of this report so much that they said, let's find a new leader. And they said, let's overthrow Moses and get a new leader 
who will lead us back to Egypt. And they begun to plot to rebel. And Joshua got wind of it and said, hold on. Because it's one thing to hear a bad report. It's another thing to live your life according to it. And that's why when that thought came to my mind, when your mind goes back to normalcy, your life will go back. He's not promising the absence of problem, right. but he's promising the peace of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And you can have joy. And Joshua jumps in. And look at how Joshua sees everything different. They said the inhabitants of the land eats up the people. Joshua jumps in and says, whoa, y'all are plotting a rebellion. But I want to tell you this. Hold on. Nobody read our report. I report. The land is flowing with milk and honey. Mm. That's what he promised. The same God that brought you out of Egypt. That said I was going to bring you to this land. Mm. Guys, he wasn't lying. It's really that good. Mm. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm. Second, I noticed that the people are big. But then he said, but they are bread for us. In other words, (laughs) you know, I I got my own spin on that. Mm. In other words, they're so big. They can't live in small houses. They got to build big houses. Mm. So the reason they big is so that you can inherit. (laughs) Now the Bible ain't say that, but in my mind, sometimes you look at the giant as coming to kill me when God really made the giant so that he could build something huge for you. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying? And he said they're bread for us as a matter of fact. And they... He said, this land of Canaan, which was an evil land, he said, God has removed his protection and he is with us. Here's the factor. Now, some people will preach this and say, you know, you know, they'll look at that grasshopper line and they'll say, your life will improve when you start to change your self-image. Don't view yourself as a grasshopper. Now, it is true that you should have a good view of yourself. But I want to remind you, these weren't unqualified men. These were men who had high views of themselves, but fear still gripped them. And even when the world tells you, think positive, have a good view of yourself, do that. But I want you to know that there's a level higher. It's not how you view yourself. It's how you view God. Because I'm sure that Joshua saw the giant and realized he was smaller. Mm -hmm. But Joshua also saw behind the giant a big God. And sometimes, hallelujah, and this is what he said. He said everything. He said, and God will give us this as he promised. But here's what you can't do. Do not rebel. If you rebel, you're going to have the majority report. If you follow the majority report, you're going to have the majority report. And the Bible says, as Joshua is saying this, They've been believing the majority report so much, talking about it so much, crying about it in their home so much, plotting with it so much that when the the minority report comes that says God is with us, where is God in the report? They said, stone them. You can believe a thing so long that you don't even want to hear God's word no more. And God had to step in. They said, let's kill these men. 
Hallelujah. But it was the goodness of God. <laughs> As Silas. Yeah. Silas is feeling the Holy Ghost upstairs. <laughs> it was the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. That stepped in. And I want to close with this, Sister Sherry. Do you know that all of those people that said stone them and believed the majority report, mm -hmm. all of them died in the wilderness. Yes. Not one of them entered Canaan. The Bible said it was their children that entered mm -hmm. and two adults. Joshua and Caleb. My question to you is, yeah, no, a lot's going on in your life. But where's God in the report? Yes, yes. You know, this week we had to remind ourselves of that. Mm -hmm. Or I should say, mm -hmm. he had to remind us right. of that. God had to step in and say, I better be on this report. Right. And I don't know what you've been going through this week. And I don't know how rough it is right now where you are in life. And I don't know what levels of what the enemy's been doing to you. And I don't know how much of the majority report you've regurgitated. But I want to ask you a question today. When you look at the report you are regurgitating in your mind, is God on the report? Because if he's not, you're going to have whatever that report says. Somebody says, whose report shall you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Don't be that supporting cast today. Yeah. Be Joshua. We all think we Joshua and Caleb. <laughs> but if we were to examine a little bit, you might find that a little bit of the majority report has crept in. If God be for you today, Church City, I'm done. Yes. Who can be against you? Let's pray. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, let's do it this morning. Come on. Hallelujah. Ask Jesus in your heart and get him in that report. Pray with me today. Say, Father God, Father God I, thank you I thank you for who you are. For who you are. Transform me. Transform me. Change my life. Change my life. I thank you that you died on the cross. Thank you that you died on the cross. That I may have life. That I may have life. And life more abundantly. And life more abundantly. I want all that you promised. I want all that you promised. And all. And all. That you've created me to be. That you've created me to be. I believe you. I believe you. Your word. Your word. And what you have for me. And what you have for me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for dying. Thank you for dying. And rising from the dead. Rising from the dead. That I may be saved. That I may be saved. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. Do us a favor. If this message has blessed you, help us get our building so that we can preach this some more. Run over to churchcityusa.com and sow a seed. Yes. All the means are on there. Be a blessing to us in whatever way you can. And while you're over there, we've got wonderful apparel, t-shirts, yes. and all types of stuff that you can purchase. Mm -hmm. Every time you make a purchase, it helps us to forward this ministry. Sow into our ministry. Partner with us. Buy one of the sweaters. We've got so many of them. Share it with your friends. When you go to work, you've got Christian friends. Say, hey, check out my church's apparel and, and encourage them to make a purchase. Free shipping right now. Yes. Discount. Prices. Yeah. We're trying to get rid of all of the 
the winter stock yeah. before spring comes. Make a so, statement. Yes, make yes. a statement with these shirts. Amen. Mm -hmm. And uh, make sure you do so. Thank you for watching today. Any final Amen. words, Sister Sherry? I'm just believing the report of the Lord. Amen. I, I told you I felt like preaching. Man, you preached up a storm. Hallelujah. In every situation, be reminded of what the Lord says. Because I don't, I don't want to be the, the children of Israel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to be Joshua and Caleb. Even though I find similarities. In, in, in which? In, in the children the, of Israel? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But I'm yeah. believing the report of the Lord. Yeah. Always finding God in yeah, the report. Yeah, you got to, you got to yes. add him into it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You got to add God this into it. This is a good it. message. God has the final say. Yes, and you can only go as far as you allow God what Amen. you believe. Amen. And that's why they never made it into the promised land. They sure did. Yes. In the midst of the crisis, we are, we are focused, focused on who Christ, Christ is. is. God bless your church city.